0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. Got some headlines for you guys today. So, globalists are coming for you. And what do they want? Russia Ukraine situation intensifies. And what was the Iraqi militia attack on the UAE all about anyway? And why is Klaus Schwab pushing CRT? All right. Well, first of all, you guys, I do apologize for all the sound issues that I've been having. It's been crazy. Couldn't figure out in the last two uploads what was going on. I'm like, what is going on? Why is it using the other mic? Uh, Well, I found out. So I ran some technical troubleshooting stuff on uh, the mic and yeah, it wasn't working. And so the top of the line Sure mic um, that I bought uh, went kaput. So, um... I did I, I tried to go online especially to look up like yeah you because know, most times you can youtube something or you could top it in and they'll give you troubleshooting you know things to do or blah 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 well not with a sure mic because apparently they never failed mine failed so i apparently got a lemon so I picked the phone i called the guitar center where i bought the mic at and the guy's like oh not a problem he goes wow you must have got a lemon because this is unheard of i said yeah i guess so it just like stopped so, when I plugged it back into my other computer, uh, I have another computer that I use. So, I plugged it in there and uh, yeah, it said malfunction, device malfunction. I'm like, oh man. But the great guys at the Guitar Center are going to troubleshoot it for me tomorrow. And if they cannot fix it, they're going to ship it off and get me a new mic. So, yay, Guitar Center. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm back on the tried and true snowball mic ice. Okay. So, Doesn't have the best sound quality, you know, just in case you guys were wanting to look at mics or do some stuff. Trust me, I've been through a lot of mics since I started my YouTube podcasting adventure. Uh, And I finally ended up on the Shure, which was the best mic by far that I have ever used. It costs, but is well worth it. Uh, The Snowball Ice, eh, it's okay. It wasn't one of my best mics, Uh, as you can tell by the sound quality on this one um but uh it's not bad it depends on what you want to use it for so uh not exactly what i want to use it for so anyway let's jump into some articles yay okay so first things first i'm gonna go ahead and jump into this one this is um the iraq the iraqi militia so this is on al jazeera uh, you guys can check this out at uh, aljazeera.com so news conflict iraqi militia attack on the uaea quote message from Iran. Unquote. Analysts say drone strikes intended to put the UAE on notice for its involvement in Yemen and normalization of ties with Israel. This article is by Arwa Ibrahim. So it was posted February the 4th, 2022. Uh, So the drone attack by a little-known armed group in Iraq on the UAB, which is United Arab Emirates, uh, this week has raised questions about Baghdad's involvement in regional tensions between Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen in the South. Uh, I'm sorry, the Saudi-led coalition. So we're going to say AWH for short, but it's the Al-Yat Al-Wadi Al-Haq or the Truth Promise Brigades claimed responsibility for the strike on the UAE on Wednesday, saying in a statement it launched, quote, four drones targeting vital facilities, In Abu Dhabi, unquote, in retaliation for the Emirates' policies in Iraq and Yemen. Several analysts linked the strikes to a shadowy militia, kataib Hezbollah, a powerful Iran backed Shia armed group in Iraq that has been listed by the United States as a, quote, terrorist organization, unquote. The incident brought to light that the UAE was now being targeted from its north and south after three recent. Uh, attacks launched by the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Following the drone strikes, Iraqi Shia leader Al-Sadr will just say condemned the attack in a statement saying that terrorist outlaws have dragged Iraq into a dangerous regional war by targeting a Gulf state. Although Al-Sadr uh, called for an end to the war in Yemen and an normalization of ties with Israel, he denounced violence as a means to these ends. Yeah, we all know they lie. Who do they lie to lie? So anyway, they all lie. Anyway, so in Iraqi springboard, question mark, it says, while the attack from Iraq was a significant development, analysts said it did not indicate that Baghdad was being pulled deeper into regional tensions between Iran, which is aligned with Yemen's Houthis and Saudi Arabia, which has fought with the UAE in Yemen since 2015 against the rebels. Quote, Iraq has already involved Oh, I'm sorry, quote, Iraq has already been involved in this conflict with the Hasht, the paramil- paramilitary factions, and associated Shia jihad, jihadist group having close ties to the Houthis, uh, said Talha. I'm not going to try to pronounce that last name anyway, an Iraq expert in research at the University of Exeter's Strategy and Security Institute. So, just going to talk about what's going on there. So, I'm sure you all guys remember the attack they're the drone strike and um, in the UAE so I think I did a program about that not too long ago a few days ago so now we know who's claiming uh, responsibility for that so that'll tell you and why so because they're trying to normalize ties with Israel you know they hate Israel they hate Israel so there's a whole bunch going on today guys Uh, look at everything going on with Russia Ukraine Germany is not going to do anything. They're not going to get involved um, because they get their oil from Russia and it's the winter time. So it's like freezing and they've got to have oil. So they're not going to get involved. They're not going to try to stop Russia. Russia is going to roll on in into Ukraine. So we really need to pray for Ukraine. We have bumbling, biting uh, the inept um, words I can't even say on this program. But we have him in the office, and that administration is in office, so they're not going to do anything. Russia knows it. He smells fear. He knows. Now, if we had Trump in office, there's no way, there's no way in hell Russia would be doing what they're doing right now, But or China wouldn't be doing what China's doing right now against Taiwan. All the stuff is going on, and so you need to think about that. Um, If Trump was in office in the United States, these things would not be happening. When the United States has strong leadership, we are a global power. When we don't have strong leadership, we are not a global power. So we are no longer a superpower. And I guess the world has actually figured that out. We are not. So we have Biden and his administration in office. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to try to stop Russia. We're not going to back Ukraine. God forgive us. But that's, that's what happens. And, uh, you know, they stole the election. We're going to keep continuing to say that because it's true. Can you honestly tell me about looking at um, Biden in office? Can you believe that 60 million Americans voted for him? No. He hid in his basement. If his mama was still alive, he'd have been hiding in his mama's basement. But I digress. So anyway, we're going to continue on with what's going on so let's go here so you guys if you haven't gone to hopeforourtimes.com go to hopeforourtimes.com um you can go to news up on the uh top uh leaderboard there and you can check it out um tom hughes has a lot of stuff he does a lot of great um great programming he's uh he's up to date on bible prophecy so guys check him out uh, along with that you can also go to um uh, org. so there's lots of places where you can find uh, great articles, news articles, to stay update. Please, please, whatever you do, don't just get your news from the Fox News. Okay, we're CNN, God forbid, MSNBC, any of that garbage. You've got to look around the world to find out what's really going on. The United States is not giving us news. They're not. I go to the UK for news. I go to Skywatch for news. Um, anything. I go to Australia for news. Uh, But the United States, I don't really, I don't really go for the news anymore. Uh, Even the Fox News is so skewed. Everything's so skewed. I do love Tucker, though. Tucker Carlson is my fave. But anyway, so could Ukraine crisis lead to new world order that impacts Israel? This is an analysis. So I've actually got uh, my book pulled up as well. So I wrote a book and it's called The Remnant Believers. And so I talk about this. I talk about the Ezekiel 38 war. And I outline the countries that are going to be involved in the Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine war. And it talks about Gog and Magog. Gog, G O G, G O G. Gog is a ruler. He's a he's a a, a military political power, um, a very wealthy political uh, war power, right? And he leads this power. And uh, it's closer and closer being revealed that you know Putin fits that narrative totally fits exactly how the Bible describes that person plus we look at they will invade from the furthest north well if you draw a line straight from Israel up I mean the northern north is Russia so Russia along with the coalition of all these other countries are gonna invade Israel in the end times and so the great thing about that is is God 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 our Heavenly Father God Intervenes in that war, and he destroys all these other countries. Israel doesn't even have to lift a finger. So that war is still coming. That prophecy has not yet been fulfilled, but you can believe it's going to be fulfilled. So let's look at that article. I do want to check it out. And then there's more stuff too. There's so much going on. Um, oh, it's exciting days to be alive. It it really is. It's it's concerning, but yet if you're a christian these are exciting days because we all ultimately know where we're going to go we're all going home just how fast we're going to get there right so the jerusalem post the unfolding ukraine crisis illustrates how major western governments are dealing with the chances for a conflict between a near peer rival of the united states and another large country in this sense it paints a picture of how future conflicts may unfold well let's check it out so while russia may receive some tough words and even sanctions world nations are getting out of ukraine as fast as possible this article is written by seth j france man france man f-r-a-n-t-z-m-a-n it's published on the 13th of february and he updated it at 3:15 uh, on the 13th of february so let's see what we've got going here guys so Uh, The unfolding Ukraine crisis illustrates how major Western governments are dealing with the chances for a conflict between a near-peer rival of the United States and another large country. In this sense, of course, it's going to paint a picture of how uh, these future conflicts are going to unfold. So how the Ukraine crisis is resolved is only one aspect of this. If Russia does invade Ukraine and if the West does then back Ukraine, it could lead to an escalating conflict. The outcome of that conflict matters, but it also matters if Russia gets a swift victory. Or if nothing happens. Think about what's gonna happen, guys, if Russia does ingrate, invade Ukraine. Who's gonna stop them? Apparently the United States is not going to, Germany's not going to. They need that oil because it's wintertime, so they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything, right? And so you can see how all these countries start coming together. We got Russia siding with Syria, we've got all, and it's all lining up to the to the to the nations prophesied in the e, uh, ezekiel 38 39 war so it says this matters to the middle east the outcome of the ukraine crisis could signal to iran that it can encourage more proxy attacks in the region a sense of global impunity to invasions and attacks and a perception the u.s-led world order has fractured could help enemies of israel why this matters is because even before any shots have been fired major countries such as china have shown how they will react in short china doesn't seem concerned turkey which sells drones to ukraine but works with russia and syria doesn't seem concerned iran doesn't seem concerned the china russian the China-Russia-Iran-Turkey authoritarian alliance that often works together to challenge the U.S. and Western interests is part of an emerging new world order. This order emerged largely to challenge U.S. global um, hegemony of the 1990s. It is symbolized by meetings in various forums such as Astania Process on the Syrian Civil War and the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. The West's response to the Ukraine crisis has largely been one of putting out statements, sending some weapons, and then removing embassy staff. The message is clear. While Russia may receive some tough words and even sanctions, the United States and others are rapidly folding up their diplomatic posts in Kiev, or Kiev and moving personnel to Poland or elsewhere. Uh, this, uh, this appears to give a kind of green light to a further crisis. It doesn't exactly instill confidence to see all the foreign diplomatic staff fleeing for the exits. In a sense, it acknowledges a fate accompli, as if the invasions has already happened. Has Russia won without actually having to do anything? Here is the compelling evidence that Moscow has been able to outmaneuver the U.S. and NATO already. Russia has shown that pressure in the form of a troop buildup can cause panic in western chanceries and prompt western leaders to either phone Moscow or run around in circles discussing what to do next. While the U.S. and U.K. have appeared quite strong on the need to defend Ukraine, their NATO allies haven't done much. Countries that were formerly in the Soviet orbit or close to the Russian border such as Poland and the Baltics are standing strong on these issues, but it's not clear what countries such as Spain or Italy will do. This lets us get a glimpse of what's to come next. It's increasingly clear that the rules-based international order, the one that made up the so-called new world order of the Gulf of the uh, post-Gulf War status is largely in tatters. US President George W or I'm sorry, George H W Bush believed that at the end of the Cold War, the US could anchor this order. However, incidents such as the Black Hawk Down incident in Somalia and the fiascos that took place after Iraq invasion and then the collapse of Afghanistan largely show that the U.S. can't really enforce a world order, let alone win a war on terrorism. This means the U.S. moved from humanitarian intervention and global policemen in the 90s to narrowly focused counterterrorism operations. Along the way, many countries left. At the opportunity to take advantage of the U.S. bungling in places such as Afghanistan and the the Americans' public penchant for wanting to end endless wars, these countries, including Russia and China, have become more powerful. Russia has already shown it can enforce uh, its rules in the caucus and also has sent forces to Syria. It has meddled in Libya and Africa, and it is increasingly selling its weapons across the Middle East and Africa. Meanwhile, the U.S. is largely... Uh, Beset by domestic squabbles and polling on backing Ukraine and the U.S. shows that Americans are divided. They don't really want involvement in another foreign war. Russia can read the polls too. This means uh, the Ukraine crisis could serve as a turning point, at least symbolically of how the world order is changing. However, it could also serve to show that Russia, threats, and even an invasion won't go as Moscow planned. If Russia fumbles then this could fuel the U.S. desire to move to a near-peer rivalry, and it could fuel massive defense spending for new systems and platforms to confront Moscow. That could lead to the U.S. seemingly awaking from a slumber of domestic chaos and pandemic-induced malaise. So, this matters for the Middle East. The U.K. is a key. The U.S. is a key partner of countries in the region and an ally of Israel and others. The U.S., however, has wanted to withdraw from the region and reduce its footprint. Whenever the U.S. signals withdrawal, this unleashes chaos and also invites Iran and others into the region. These are usually outcomes that can harm Israel because Iran leads proxies that are anti-Israel. Iranian proxies also target Israel's new peace partners in the Gulf. Thus, the Ukraine crisis could have ramifications that affect Israel. Russia is not necessarily the major problem, and it generally gets along with Israel. China also, um, China has also trade with Israel, but there are major questions about how it might fuel Iranian aggression in the region. If Russia is seen to have gotten a green light for an invasion, then Iran may think it can, I'm sorry, then Iran may think it can increase its attacks. So, so much going on in the region. So, I'll skip over here, um, to the book that I had wrote a while back. And so, it talks about, this is chapter one in the rebirth of Israel. So, so much is going on, guys, in the world today. We really need to pay attention. need to pay attention to what's going on in Russia, in Syria, especially, in Turkey, Iran, Iraq. Um, so much um, could be, you know, uh, it, it's just very, very intense. We just really don't know what's going on. And then I think again, you know, is is this something just to um, keep us occupied while the World Economic Forum is, you know, doing other things, you know, are we just being hushed hush and, you know, kind of, you know, led to where they want to lead us to while they're uh, behind the scenes coming out with God knows what they've got planned next, um, you know, the dark winter and we have all the stuff that they're talking about, you know, smallpox and Now there's a Neo Cove in China, um, all of this stuff. So what do they really do? We don't really know. That's why it's important to have your faith in God and not in this world. (laughs) Always have your faith in Jesus and not in a government. No man can save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. So what I did on the book was I had wrote on uh, the... Well, well, let me drag it to the other screen. There we go. So what I did was um, I had this, you know, I, I wrote on like, you know, Israel and like all this stuff and like, you know, how it started and then how we are now and how that how that path got there from you know, the beginning. But anyway, we'll do like chapter one, the rebirth of Israel. So the most significant sign that confirms we are indeed living in the last of the last days was none other than the rebirth of the nation of Israel. After 2000 years, Israel became a nation again. Nothing like that has ever happened in history. You see, all the prophetic events during Christ's second coming are centered around Israel. And if Israel is not a nation, then these prophetic events cannot take place as foretold in scripture. God revived and regathered them exactly like he said in Ezekiel 34, 13. And that's quoted. It says, I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries. And I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. In fact, 740 years before Jesus was even born, the prophet Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 66, 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Can a land be born in one day? Can a nation be brought forth all at once? That's from the NASB 1995. For ever since the Lord Jesus ascended to heaven to sit on the right hand of God the Father, in time events have prophesied Israel will be a nation once more. Then, In 24 hours, just as the Bible prophesied, Israel was reborn on May 14, 1948. This is the most exciting fulfilled Bible prophecy since the birth and resurrection of our Messiah, Jesus the Christ. Why? Because it proves the Bible once again and gives us hope while living in the end times. These last days, oops, these last days prophecies could not be fulfilled unless there was a nation of Israel. Take Cyrus Schofield, for example. When he added notes in his reference Bible back in 1909, he said that Russia would invade Israel in the last days. But at that time, people thought he was crazy. Russia was an Orthodox Christian nation and Israel was not even a nation. It would be another 39 years before United States President Harry S. Truman would be the first to recognize that Israel was reborn. He proudly proclaimed, I believe it has a glorious future before it not just another sovereign nation but as an embodiment of the great ideals of our civilization so the prophecy that mr schofield was referring to was that of ezekiel 38 so now the word of the lord came to me saying son of man set your face against gog of the land of magog the prince of rosh meshach and tubal in prophecy against him and say thus says the lord god behold i am against you o gog the prince of rosh meshach and tubal i will turn you around put hooks in your jaw and lead you out with all your armies horses uh and horsemen all splendidly clothed a great company with bucklers and shields all of them handling swords persia ethiopia and libya are with them all of them with shield and helmet gomar and all his troops the house of Togomar, from the far north and all his troops many people are with you that's ezekiel 38 1-6 this prophecy continues to speak about the nations that will make war with israel in the end times let's take a moment to identify the current nations discussed in this prophecy gog is not a nation this gog gog is not a nation but was the ruler of the land of magog and according to dr david jeremiah in his study uh, study Bible, he explains that Magog is the region on the world map where the Stan countries exist. Today, the states of the former Soviet Empire. There's Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Ubekistan, Turkmenistan, uh, Tajikistan, and perhaps Afghanistan. The people of Rosh are considered Russia, and Tubal and Meshek, are widely accepted as regions of modern day Turkey, Persia, which is now Iran, and Ethiopia, and Put, which is modern day Libya. In Kush, which is Sudan, all form a coalition to invade Israel. By studying the map, you can understand why God will intervene because if he does not, Israel would not stand a chance. And if you guys, if you're watching on my YouTube channel or my Rumble channel, uh, you'll be able to see the map. I have it here on the screen. This is um, from my book, uh, The Remnant Believers. So, and here you can see the map right here. And this is called the Battle of Gog, Magog, Ezekiel 38 and 37. So you can see Rosh and you can see Magog, which is all the Stan countries. You have Persia right here. You have Kush down here, which is Sudan. And you have Put, which is Libya over here. The teeny tiny nation of Israel is right there. Of course, there's Turkey right there. So for the to the reference to the people here in the United States and in Canada, Rhode Island, okay, our teeny tiny state of Rhode Island, is the size of Israel. So you can imagine the entire world coming against Rhode Island. But the Bible prophesied this. It's a teeny tiny teeny itty bitty tiny land. But yet the Bible said this was gonna happen, and it's happening. So anyway, um, yeah, if you guys, you know, check out my book, um, it's the remnant believers, and um, yeah, so that's uh that's what's in that book right there is a cover of it if you're watching it. And uh, that's my name, Heather um, O'Daniel. And so, guys, you can check that out. And it's got a lot of good stuff in it. It's got the rebirth of Israel, uh, the world before the rebirth of Israel, and after, and then have culture of the end days. Chapter 3 is the mark of the beast. I have the Romans 1 call. You hear me always talking about a Romans 1 culture. while I explain what a Romans 1 culture is in the book. Uh, Itching ears in the apostasy of the churches and church leaders. I'll talk about that. Uh, today's false prophets yes i call out names and i name names the apostle paul did Um, if we are not to call out names of these false prophets and these heretics who is somebody's got to guard the sheep somebody has to be a watchman on the wall right uh chapter seven is uh what's the emergent church and uh so there's resources and that's all that good stuff chapter eight is the greed of the prosperity gospel and of course on chapter nine is to name or not to name we'll give you a hint here i name them so I name out the heretics so you know if you want to go grab that book i think it's 5.99 5.99 it might be even 3.99 on kindle nah i don't know anyway go check it out guys so um another thing is could ukraine okay this is hope for our times so you can see how that's going to impact israel you can see how that's going to have uh an effect on israel so go back here check out some more news and um so we have next one is extreme suffering So this is, this is bad guys. This is 15 to 23 monkeys with Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chimps reportedly died. Extreme suffering. 15 to 23. I don't understand why we had to put animals through this. Makes me sick. Makes me absolutely sick that we do these kinds of things. Um, But anyway, oh, here's a good one. Veggie only UK schools ban. Yes, people bans meat from lunches over climate fears. really really have you noticed they're all moving towards uh we need to get rid of meat we need to get rid of. what did gates say uh we're gonna we're gonna make fake meat in a lab i don't know about you but do you remember all the vegetables and all the stuff and they started to use these uh modified gmos remember genetically modified organisms think about that they're organisms They are genetically modified organisms in your food. Our food. Anybody see a problem with that? We're going to give you this jab with 70 trillion different strands of stuff. Something's going on, guys. Man, the Bible literally, pages are coming To vivid life right in front of us today. I'm almost at 30 minutes. I'm going to cut off here 30 minutes and then I'll do another one of the extreme suffering on the 15 of the 23 monkeys uh, with Elon Musk's Neuralink, the brain chip that they had reportedly died. Do you want to see about that? That's in the University of California, Davis and that was between 2017 and 2020. at least 15 of them have died doesn't sound very good does it yeah the mark of the beast the bible says those who take the mark they'll get these horrible open sores on them oh it'll be terrible anyway so uh, and then another one in a move reminiscent of totalitarian governments 55 US agencies are now keeping records on religious Americans welcome to America oh and another thing do you see the people up there in Canada? Did you check that out? So all the truckers up there, the convoys, the Freedom Convoy and all this stuff. Well, now they have seized their bank accounts. Look what Look what power the government and technology has. Are we, are we really free anymore? If they can freeze our bank accounts and take our assets because we disagree with them. Are we really free? Think about that, folks. Think about it. I'll tell you where you can be free. Yeah, you have freedom in Jesus Christ. So if you want to be really free, free of your sin, free of everything, if you'll be really free, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior today. Don't I, mm, don't wait. Look at all this. Look at all of this going on. Why would you wait? Why? Satan's biggest ploy is you've got until tomorrow. Why do that now? You can do that later. Why don't you wait till the end? Now, why don't you wait? I'll tell you what. Don't you wait. You can get struck by lightning, fall off the curb, bust your head open. You get hit by a truck. A tree could fall in your apartment and kill you. Who knows what? You knows what. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I know. You think as Christians are are bum footies. We have no fun. We have no sense of humor. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever, go watch go watch Spencer Smith or Melissa Doletry her channel on YouTube and ask us if us Christians don't have a sense of humor. What? No, there's just so much serious stuff going on in the world today, but we have a sense of humor. I love the Lord. I mean, you got to think God has a sense of humor. I mean, he made me. <laughs> anyway, I think I think the Lord has a fantastic sense of humor. Um. Anyway, guys, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. I'm gonna get off of here. And I'm gonna upload this bad boy right now, and I'm gonna jump on and make another video of uh, the Neuralink. So, um, guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, I saw, uh, I saw that uh, people listening um, all the way uh, in Austria. Wow, that's that's awesome. Um, I had one person from Russia listen last week. I'm like, what? So anyway, I'm I'm praying for the Christians in Russia. I'm praying for Ukraine. And uh, you know, praying for Australia, for all the the folks in Canada, um, even has, uh, here in the United States. We um, said, pray for the world. We need to pray for the people who are lost. There's a lot of lost people out there. There's a lot of lost people out there. Um, you, pastor uh, Dallas Stringer, um, who re, uh, my, my pastor retired and he took over there at the church. And uh, anyway, he preached a um, sermon on Sunday and I, he was talking about... Um, if, if people can't, if if no one's asking you like what makes you so joyful, you know why are you smiling all the time? Why, why, what 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 do you what are you so hopeful about? If no one's asking you that, are you really living the, the life that Jesus wants you to live? Do you really have the Holy Spirit residing in you? I mean, we all have bad days. I know that we all have things that happen in our lives. We all get down, you know, and all that. I'm not saying anything that that's wrong, but I'm saying on on general, that people see the glow to people say hey man you're different what makes you different what is that about you what do you got i want what you got i want people to say i want what you got i want the holy spirit you know it's free the holy Spirit's a gift from god it's a free gift of god there are no strings don't let anybody tell you any different all right guys get in the word let the word get into you maranatha lord jesus maranatha come quickly lord jesus come quickly y'all be blessed thank you so much for listening to me ramble